0: Do you interact
1: with your chat line? Yes. Keep Good morning, New Eden. Today is October 16th, 2022, and this is the Federation Frontline Report. I'm your host, Frozen Fallout, and today we're interviewing Alec, um, CEO and founder of Knorr and the network, Alliance. Uh, who just started fighting for the Galente Federation. How's Space, tr- space treating you these days, Alec?
0: Not so bad. It's it's good to be here.
1: Awesome. Yeah, glad to have you, man. Uh, glad to have you fighting for the Galente. Um, you guys been getting good good kills, good fights out there?
0: Uh, we haven't had a really good fight. Actually, no, that's not true. We did have one good fight against Calmil already. A um, couple good kills on multiple time zones so that's good we're a multi time zone corp so it's great to have action for everybody and yeah. it's nice to not have to chase ishtars and complexes for a little while yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that a little bit of a change up uh change of pace uh that's that's always good so <laughs> um let's uh jump into like how did you get into eve online what was what was your first experience with this and what What really brought you on board to this game?
0: So my first taste of online MMO gaming was actually Matrix Online. Oh, I played that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You get it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely loved it. I I really, really loved it. Uh, I was a huge Matrix fan at the time, and it was my first online. I mean, I had like played Battletech, and every once in a while I'd mess around with the multiplayer on MechWarrior, that kind of thing. But wasn't really an MMO in the same way. So this is my first foray into that whole genre. I never got into WoW or any of the other big popular games like EverQuest. Uh, I loved Matrix. I loved the people that I played Matrix with. And when that game really started to decline and they stopped putting out storyline updates and kind of the writing was on the wall for it, the leaders of the guild I was in, Royal Guard, looked for other games for us to play. Somebody mentioned, "Hey, what about that game we tried a couple years ago?" <laughs> do, we, do We still have stuff there, and then guys like, "Yeah, I think we do." All right, let's give it a try. And I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to pick up another game. I gotta buy like, I gotta buy whatever." And I yeah. looked and said, "Like a, I forget if it was fourteen or 30. It had a pretty long trial with no, no pain. Thirty day, I
1: think, uh, back then. Yep. Yeah, that yeah. would have been what year All would right. that be in? Two thousand.
0: Uh, I think this was 0506. Yep. Let me look up my character yep. age. because
1: yeah, that sounds about right because yeah, I, I remember that's because that's when I about started playing Eve for real. Um I had I had a few a few times that I came in with odd odd eyes and and was like got a couple trials. I started like back in the beta originally too and I was like I don't have no idea what the fuck this game is. <laughs>
0: yeah, I started up mid February 2006. And uh, it was it was cool. We had a fairly standard, ev- little bit of everything, jack of all trades type corp. I learned from the senior members, got started in high sec, and I wanted to be a smuggler. Like, oh, smuggler. Gonna be a smuggler? I to be a space smuggler. And I saw that Eve had a skill for it. It's like, oh, that's going to be cool. <laughs> well, turns out the skill was broken. <laughs> and so I started in character, put all these points into it, but I really liked it, so I just stuck with it. I was like, oh. Hey, hauling is, is cool, but what else does the game have to offer? And more and more of our players were moving to Losec and Palil, is in Flacid. Mm-hmm. And uh they were all going there and it's like, Oh, Losec, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know what it is, it seems scary. And then we got war decked. Oh, fun and, times.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay, we're gonna be fighting somebody. Cool, cool, cool. And on the first day of the war I lost to Tristan and got potted and i was like oh okay i guilted i guilted the other player ceo to institute a no potting rule because i was just a poor care bear that just started out (laughs) and and their pilots already blew up my ship they didn't have to pod me that was uncalled for it it just kept going on and on and i got them to agree not to pod anybody else for the duration of the war hilarious in hindsight Oh, and after man. that experience, yep. I was Old like, school oh man, Diplo. this game's great. <laughs> I, I want to do more of this stuff. I want to do more PvP. I want to do more interacting with other players. So I took the plunge and moved all my stuff into our Losec headquarters. And that's where I parked myself until we got involved in null politics around um, the Mercenary Coalition invasion of the North way back when.
1: Yep, I remember that. So uh, were you on the mercenary side or on the uh, uh, Mercenary Coalition or the Northern Coalition?
0: We were on Northern Coalition at the time. We were trying to get our alliance more established within Northern Coalition politics. So we're like, all right, this is like we're going to join, we're going to fight, and then hopefully once they come out on top, because Northern Coalition, so strong at the time, no one ever thought they'd lose. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not to just Mercenary Coalition. <laughs> um, so we were like, oh, well, we'll, you know, we'll put our dues in. We'll like get to know people, and then we'll take a couple systems in pure blind or something like that. Um, so we just started getting into it, and I rapidly became one of maybe two active FCS that were really committed to fighting the war. And so I got to know um, Slinktris from NCdot and Bob Fame, and. We did our best. It was fun fighting Mercenary Coalition. Lost terrifically. Um, It was a good experience, and we built on that. We stayed involved in Northern Coalition stuff for a little while. Then we decided to strike out on our own into the drone lands. That didn't work out. And I got so frustrated with the lack of PVP enthusiasm from the industrial side of the alliance. I said, you know what? I wonder if I can earn money in this game just by PVPing. So mm. I started looking for yep. mercenary alliances. I found Divine Retribution. And I tried that for two, two and a half, three weeks, something like that, while they were on a contract. Absolutely loved it. My corporation that I joined decided to leave. I wanted to stay a mercenary. Divine Retribution had like a real life mem- like money payment requirement, which I was not about to do. So I started looking around for anyone else that offered similar things. Almost joined Mercenary Coalition, but they had just founded Tortuga
1: and oh, had shut yeah. their uh,
0: shut their doors for recruitment. So did you so real like, quick?
1: Wow. Did you watch the video for that? Uh, oh, of course. God, man, that is one of the most <laughs> iconic videos for EVE Online. Um, I, I remember that distinctly happening at that time. Um, and just being like, "Wow, like this is Eve, man! Like <laughs> it's a whole new, you know, yeah. like you, long-standing alliances, people you thought would never, you know, betray each other or anything. Like just all of a sudden, are nope, like, 'Nope, we're out! Like we we are we are going to be independent of you, Bob! Like this is this is a whole new age.' And then it like flopped, like." Uh, not too long after. Yeah. I mean, maybe long in Eve terms it lasted ish. But
0: well, uh, at the time it was it was so exciting to to be around when Tortuga was happening. It's was like, oh my god, this is the golden age of mercenary work. I gotta get in. This is the time. Oh no, we're not recruiting anybody because of spies and, and other things. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, well, no one else is is paying their pilots, which is what I wanted. I wanted some way to to sustain my Eve. Life, buy ships, buy skills, etc. With with PvP, no one was doing that. Even though they were mercenaries, which always seemed weird to me. Like, well, if you have mercenary pilots and you're getting money, where's that money go?
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. You know. I mean. I guess SPR. Right. Like.
0: Well, I mean, back in the days, SRP was was rare. Oh. Well, I'm just going to. Yeah. Well. The. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember some that. director titan or something like that. <laughs> I, I would like, imagine right, that well, the
1: mercenaries, though, would be the ones that would be like, we're providing you the ships. <laughs> so,
0: Oh, some of them did do ship handouts, that's true. This is pre-SRP, back okay. in the day when corporations just had ship caches and they filled them out. Yep. But it wasn't quite what I had in mind, so I decided to take the plunge and create my own corp, with the premise being that we would directly pay our pilots the vast majority of the incoming contract desk.
1: Okay, and yep. What year was that- this in?
0: This was 2008. Yeah, January 2008.
1: Okay, okay.
0: So that was the concept. And yeah, I got got started. I looked to my old alliance for our first contract because they knew me and they knew that I was good. So I was like, hey, happy to do it for free. Just like give me a, a reference or whatever. So I did one. another one another one (laughs) and then i picked up two or three people and they weren't super active but they were still there and then before i knew it i had five or six people and we i wanted us to get better so i bought a training contract from like the other small gang mercenary alliance that was kind of like the thing to do right now okay Uh, trinity nova they weren't involved in tortuga they were a little small but they had a great rep so i was like hey we could probably afford these guys teach us how to be amazing mercenaries and we were actually beating them in some of the scrims that they had set up so they were like hey i don't actually think we need to teach you too much you probably just need a lot of experience come join our alliance mm. what alliance was this uh trinity nova alliance
1: trinity nova alliance okay awesome yeah so
0: and the rest is history we just took off we recruited a ton of people we got on some awesome contracts um, and then, you know, before I knew it, we had more people, more activity, et cetera, than the founding corp. And then they... So why
1: the switchover from uh, um, Trinity to um, the network?
0: So Trinity Nova's executor, Vickerfell, he just kind of went AFK. You know, real life takes its toll on all of us. And, you know, Eve is a luxury at the end of the day. So he dropped... I think his second-in-command also was pretty inactive, and they just didn't feel like they could continue on running the alliance, so they shut her down. After which, Noir formed Noir Mercenary Group, and we just sort of struck out on our own for a little while. But it always kind of bothered me that Noir Mercenary Group was like... Noir Mercenary Group didn't really feel like it had room for other corps, even though we usually picked up one or two from time to time. Yep. So I wanted an alliance that...
1: You know, it a name that represented because, more than yeah. just Noor.
0: yeah and I mean everyone knows the Noor name yeah so <laughs> we, we lost a little bit of brand recognition tagging the network no one knows who the network is but it was important to me that we created an alliance that if we did pick up another corpse someday they could feel like they could call it their own just as much as we could
1: that's awesome I really uh, that's, that's a way of thinking definitely that uh um, can be more, you know. You gotta, you gotta worry about your PR, you know, your public image, yeah. and, you know, and. Um, no, we don't have another
0: corp, though. <laughs> we usually don't have other corps in the alliance. But well, you have. I uh, like the idea of it. I like you, the idea so of
1: it. you do seem like you have a decent amount of alliances. I thought that. Uh, oh, oh no, I thought that I maybe I was looking at something else. Uh,
0: we popped around a little bit. But it's either alliances that we owned or, you or know, if we were in a one-corp alliance and we saw the opportunity of like another mercenary alliance up and coming that we really liked and respected, sometimes we would hop over there to try give it a try. But most mercenary alliances in EVE just do not last. That's the truth. I've seen so many rise and fall since NAR has been around, and NAR the only one that's still going.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, so, I mean, that's, you know, 10, 15, how many years is that? That would be, like, 10 plus years, isn't it?
0: Uh, I'm going on 15 years, I think.
1: 15 years, that's just unbelievable, man. That's, uh, for, and and you've been running this, like, this entire time. Have you taken, like, major breaks at all? You, 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 You ever hit that burnout wall? Or have you, are you, like, some in superhuman... Eve player that uh, never never runs out of energy
0: I've never taken a full break from the game I, I've i had a couple months spans where I'm really disengaged or I really have to be busy from work but I've always been blessed with really good directors who could pick it up for me and that's, so that's I was like important. hey I'm just not around for a while like I'll be back but I can't right now so could you guys and they usually are like yeah we got this And then when they get burned out, they usually come back, so it (laughs) kind of works out.
1: Yeah, and I know what you mean about building up an an alliance is, uh, you know, we're kind of like mercenaries, but we work for the Galente full-time, kind of, uh, was the kind of look at how we started out and all of this. So are we! (laughs) (laughs) And that's something I want to get to, uh, because recently you have joined up with the Galente, um, and... That is something that um, I was really excited to hear was happening um, when I saw that you guys uh, were debating about coming in, um, talking with Nightflyer, who uh, had to be away today due to the evils of real life. Um, he was super excited for this interview, um, but Nightflyer was talking to me a little bit about how you guys were looking into possibly coming to Faction Warfare and was like, "What what would be the good... You know, why should they fight for the Galente? I want to do a pitch. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, we're fucking losing! That's why! There's more targets! Like, I mean, if they want to, like, make money, maybe the Kaldari, but I mean, even so, the, the way that the market is and stuff like that, it's so weird. Like, you're kind of... It looks like you wouldn't make as much money, but your LP is actually worth more ISK than the other side, so... Uh, But I was like, the real reason to fight, though, is to fight, right? Like, there's targets in space, and there are a million Kaldari comparatively to us. I think it was, like, 750 or something like that, 770 pilots in the Kaldari that are on the kill board. So they're at least dying or killing somebody. So they're in space doing stuff, and we've got, like, 300 you know, like, it's, it is literally, like, the 300 versus, like, the the major enemy
0: of, uh... Holding the pass of hadelies. Yes,
1: holding the pass of hadelies that has, like, tipped so close to being, uh, being taken down. So, uh, what, what can you tell me about, uh, what, what happened with this? Uh, why are you joining up with Faction Warfare?
0: Like, I can't tell you tons, because we usually don't discuss contracts while they're still going. Mm-hmm. Um... Afterward, you can tune into our podcast, which I'll pitch at the end. Absolutely. Uh, Declarations of war. I and love we'll that podcast, by the reviews. way. <laughs> and we'll usually put a contract review up in there. It's it's like a contract AR of sorts, but instead of doing it on the forums, we do it on the podcast. Um beautiful. But I'll say that we were debating very heavily where to go. We were thinking maybe Amar for a little bit. Caldari, we knew some people. We knew Temples Calsef. they're one of our well, previous alliances really love those guys. The only reason we left them was because they were in faction warfare and we didn't want to be. <laughs> uh, so really, really liked uh those guys, still do. I've met him in e Vegas several times and we're just on great terms with their leadership and their members. But Nightflyer's pitch was pretty persuasive, so you're like, okay, well, we do know people in Kaldari, but there's also very few targets if we were to join them like we're not going to be able to kill and fight as much so, like, oh yeah okay we're just debating about it, debating about it but finally we had a corp meeting um, it was during the last day of the AT feeders and we were going to finally hash it out take a straw poll where everyone was at and figure out what side we were, should go on and as that's happening well, you secured the contract to join the Galenti militia it was literally, that morning that we got reached out to and mid meeting that it got finished. Oh,
1: wow, perfect very timing nice. <laughs> makes that decision very easy.
0: <laughs> like, uh, okay, guys, uh, good talk, but uh, we're, this is what we're gonna do and why. And they're like, Oh, okay, contract cool, we like that.
1: So are you looking forward to the, um, and did did the new changes coming to Faction Warfare, the events that are going on right now, did that have any influence on wanting to come to Faction Warfare? Or what was the the idea of, why is Faction Warfare seem like an interesting place right now? Or was it that you were just getting lots of contract offers?
0: No, it's definitely the new patch. Um, very, I mean, I'm interested in the system itself. I think it has a reasonable chance of being good. Uh, And I think in general, CCP has signaled repeatedly. In fact, it's the only thing that they've signaled. That this faction warfare system is where the bulk of their development and marketing interest is going to be for this coming year. So we're like, all right, well, it looks cool. We haven't done it before. If we were ever going to do it, this is the time. Because there's a lot of interest and activity and probably a lot of new players incoming to the space. So let's give it a try if we're going to do going to do it at all. Um, We're still going to be taking contracts, not while this one is up, but if we decide to stay in faction warfare uh, we would still be the usual mercs that we are which means we'll be uh, hopping around on contracts in LSEC and Wormhole Space and other parts of Losec most of the time but it will be nice if the system is good to be able to come back to faction warfare and get involved in the throwdown and fights and stuff usually we're based in Thera we still have our stuff in Thera kind of the jury's out on CCP as to whether or not we stick with faction warfare really long term or it's just a nice vacation for our usual null sec roaming
1: interesting so um what are some of the like aspects of the new patches that's coming up that's really got you excited or what what's the big change up that's uh um, really got you excited that they're going to be putting out there in the new patch here.
0: Uh, I kind of like the, the idea of the frontline system. Eve is lower population than it's been in a very long time, and it has more systems than it's ever had or regions. So, you know, take it from a nullsec roamer, it's a bit hit or miss out there. You'll either run into an Ishtar that, that tends to run away as soon as you hit local, or more likely you'll just go multiple jumps without seeing anything at all. And if you do run into people, they're they're bunched up and concentrated, tends to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just getting increasingly like that. So, I think if you rolled this feature out a couple of years back, people would be like, that's insane. Like, the server is going to, we need people more spread out, not less. But I don't think that's where the game is right now. I do think we need people concentrated more. So, yeah. I'm interested in that.
1: I really, I really like the frontline system. I like the idea behind it, uh, um, especially since it's going to break the tier system. So with, uh, with, I mean, right now we have this tier system that it's really up to market forces to balance back the reason why, you know, supply and demand um, kind of churning your LP into worth more if you're losing, but the winning side gets more and they can do like mission running for these, you know, insane amounts of LP that they can get um, if they push tier four or get up to tier five and stuff like that. While the other side is sitting at a 50 percent reduction to LP payout. The market force has helped to a certain degree, um, but there are definitely when you're at tier four and tier five, you're making a lot of LP. And then you're sitting on that LP waiting for when the market bounces back, because eventually the Galente, um, you want the Galente to start winning and that your LP becomes depreciated because you've stockpiled trillions of LP and you're waiting for this time and you've, you've created your own, you know, depletion in the market um, by not actually um, providing to the the supply chain. Um,
0: Which is a very correct, very easy thing to do, but as a game system, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's really, uh, it's not... I think making money in Faction Warfare, having it be so convoluted is one of the reasons why Faction Warfare has not succeeded as much. Because I feel like I've heard a lot of complaints um, on Reddit, in YouTube, stuff like that, of just people being like, well, how do you expect them to to pay for ships that are just going to get lost all the time? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You do one plex, and and especially for a newbie, You've paid for one or two, even if just doing the novice, an offensive novice will pay for, even at your 50% reduction in LP, is about like 5 million to, to 10 million ISK that you're going to be making. If you're on the winning side, you might be making more than that kind of thing. And how you're, you know, once again, the complications of the fucking market make it a little bit hard to explain why you're making so much fucking money from 5,000 LP or 15 or. 25,000 LP. Um, but you can make just tons of money off of this. It's, you know, you can easily, especially if you're doing it in tier one ships, you're sticking to novices, you're going to the backwater systems and stuff like that. If you're on the losing, which actually is a big thing with the losing side, can go into these backwater systems, you can make some money. Um, but nobody really knows that you can actually make this money <laughs> and what what to do? There's lots of newbies I'm sure that have quit faction warfare with you know a hundred thousand or 500,000 LP just sitting there and never knowing what the hell I was supposed to do with this.
0: Well, there's a lot of steps to it for a new player right? Like you gotta say you don't have tons of experience running missions. okay, you get LP. what's that? How do I cash it in? That's the first step. Then, okay, what do I cash it in for? There's this huge list of options, doesn't give me much context as to what is better other than just the general price tiers, so I don't really know what to spend my ISK on. Okay, I do spend my LP to get this stuff and possibly some ISK, which I may or may not have. I might need to build it, so that brings in manufacturing to someone who's probably more of a PvP player. And then on top of that, you okay, it's built now. I have to get it to a market that are, it's actually going to sell relatively faster. I'm not going to see that money All I'm going to see is the loss. And I don't and maybe I'm new. I only know about Jita. if I'm not in Kaldari faction warfare or Mar faction warfare like what's the best plenty trade hub? What's the best Mimitar trade hub? How would I figure that out? You know, it's, it's that's a lot to ask of a player that's maybe only a few months old. Yeah,
1: no, especially since you can get into it day one, technically. Um, You know, it's it's one of those things that it's really hard to understand how much money you're actually making and go through all the process of steps of actually being able to make that money. And I think that holds back people quite a bit, um, the newer players and stuff. And unfortunately, that's not something that's going to get fixed from my understanding. They haven't really talked about... Yeah, no, they haven't talked about, like, changing up the LP system. Um, but it, the one thing that I do have to say is that it is very EVE, though. So even though that I think it deters a little bit, um, I think there should be, like, a tutorial to take you through that whole process and start off with just faction Navy comets. They're always going to be fucking in supply. They're always going to be in demand. Um, and just teach a player how to get into a fa- Federation Navy comet and bring it to a a trade hub and sell it. Uh, Because that right there will get you, you know, if you're a brand new player, you can get a Federation Navy Comet fairly easy within, you know, easily 20, 30 minutes of of going out into the war zone and coming back. You can get a Federation Navy Comet, go off and sell it. And then you can see that you can make some money off of running faction warfare missions. Um, But that that would be my only big suggestion. But I really like, though, that it's moving away from this weird quasi, like, why are one side winning or the other? How do you, you know, oh, I should definitely join the Kaldari because they're at Tier 2 and the enemy is at Tier 1. So, but that really doesn't matter too much at that level because of market forces and stuff like that. Um, Although the Kaldari having Jita is rough, I have to say. Yeah, That's that's gonna be that
0: was a that was a big like Ooh, if we if we join galenti we have to think about jita and the years and years worth of roaming ships we have stocked there yeah uh all right well we'll move the ones we think we need and i'm sure we'll get the rest someday
1: <laughs> yeah it's it is a interesting um like it all goes to third party hauling which you know I'm getting used to more and more because I live out in Losec. I can't really go to, to Jitta even if I wasn't in the Galente anymore with my main characters. So I kind of just, as you live in Losec, you're just more used to being into the negatives. It just it becomes too costly to pay off the cops, to not mm-hmm. be, you know, I try and keep myself around like a negative three, but that's not getting me into Jidda. So I'm already kicked out of Jidda. Um, you know, kind of, you know, the police will be the ones that attack you and stuff like that. But then you have a kill mark that, or a kill uh, right on you, right? And then all of a sudden it goes, somebody picks it up, you forget that you had that kill mark, or kill uh, mail, or whatever, kill
0: uh, what is it fucking called? Kill right.
1: Kill right. Uh, I said it at one point then I just jumbled myself up. But anyways um, yeah, that that is, um, there's a lot of stuff that really looks interesting by getting rid of the tier system, making it a be being about where you're fighting is where you're going to be getting some LP and con- in concentrating people. Um, because I wouldn't say necessarily that Faction Warfare is botted to hell because it doesn't need bots. It just needs somebody that can throw a AFK, uh, kind of similar to the AFK Ishtars that are out there. It's a lot of AFK, you know, Tristians and other kind of, you know, just easily you, if you're defending, you can just have a completely empty ship. And you just put that ship out there, you get a lot less LP, but you're you're doing good system control and stuff like that. Um
0: but and, so say it makes it a lot less satisfying to actually catch them because you only yes. get a tristing no mail, mail and not a beefy tech two fitted ishtar. Right, you don't
1: get any drop from it, you know. I really, personally, I think they should get rid of offense and defense complexes. That there is no difference, that there is going to be a keldari and a Galente rat in there, and they start fucking fighting each other, and they can't win. They don't have enough DPS to win one side or the other, and when you come in, you see an ally or you see a, and an enemy fighting each other, and you have to come in and save the day type kind of thing. Which is also
0: um, a very Eve thing.
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. It's you got called for backup to <laughs> come in and help. Um, and I think that that would be, I personally think that the rats should also have a point. And that that's, that's their whole thing is that as soon as they see you, they switch from the rat that they were you know, fighting, the, the NPC that they're fighting. They come over, they web and scram you or just, uh, just long point you would be fine. Um, and then you have something that you need to kill and it's dangerous. I'm okay with danger. You just got to up the reward, right? Well, if these plexes in a frontline system are giving you tier five reward, which they haven't come out with exactly how much, but they want it to be a lot. Um, they've talked about how the, the system behind fact, that system, uh, will be the normal 100 or regular payout without the 50% reduction. Um, I'm, f- I'm fine with things being a little bit more dangerous, too. You've, you, you've got to work together a little bit with your, you know, groups. There's standing fleets for all militias, from my understanding. Um, Galente has one that normally runs all day long kind of thing. Um, you get into the, f- you know, if there's five-man plexes that can reward up to five people and it diminishes after five, I think that's really awesome. Um, how? What do What do you think about uh, the the ideas of like making things more dangerous in more uh, NPCs are involved a little bit more.
0: In general, I like it um, having people commit a little bit to a PvP action. Uh, I mean, in Nullsec, I think it just makes sense from an ecosystem point of view. You need to be able to hold people in those plexus for a little bit. Give them a way to kill it. Don't make it like a permanent bubble type thing. But extend the risk window a little bit, because otherwise it's far too small. But for losec it's a PvP action to be taking those plexus. You're it's part of a general player versus player struggle. You should have to commit a little bit to be able to get the to get the reward out of that. And, and just like Nelsec, the, the window is very small, especially when you're talking frigates. They can warp out of there in three seconds or less, if, depending how yeah. you fit them. The chances that you're actually going to get a successful engagement there are next to nothing. So it doesn't... EVE works better when players have skin in the game, just as a general principle. The more you're invested, the more you're committed, the more you have to risk, the better an experience it is for everyone all around. You get emotionally hyped you have the fear of loss you have the motivation for everyone else there's an opportunity to engage with you in a meaningful way either to help you and make your day or to hurt you and ruin your day if not, if there's not enough risk or investment for people to care a lot of the core gameplay value at least that i see in eve falls apart
1: no i i agree 100 percent. that is uh i you know, there's a lot of talk right now about you know on on Reddit that I've been seeing about making high sex safer. Um, you have any? Have you been reading any of that stuff, or have any opinions on on making high sex safer?
0: Um, I've got opinions on it. I I think a pure safe high sex is a really bad idea. I think having maybe one or two systems with virtually no PvE capabilities, like maybe the newbie systems, starter systems specifically.
1: Mm-hmm. Which they kind of are, you're not supposed to do any PvP or scamming in, in newbie systems. Yeah,
0: and I, I mean I think that that is probably as fine as it should be. I, When I was on CSM, we did take a look at this, I'm pretty convinced that players getting ganked is not the end of the world. Usually when people lose a ship, actually, they're quite retained in EVE. So, that's not so bad. Yeah, I've heard
1: this. Yep. Um, Um,
0: Now, there is another side to this, which is the risk-reward level. Is it too easy, too profitable for pirates to be popping haulers and getting the drops versus what they have to risk to do in terms of ships and investment? That has been adjusted and tweaked over the years. Whether it's right right now... I don't really have the data to tell you, but I do like that they don't get insurance anymore. That was a change. That I think that
1: was a really good change. That was absolutely. That was really smart. If the cops are blowing you up, I think uh, you shouldn't get paid out by the insurance company. Obviously, you, <laughs> you did something that you knew your ship was going to get blown up in.
0: Yeah, and you know, Concord is is pretty responsive. If they want to make Concord respond faster. Or they want to buff the hit points of haulers to make it a little harder for them to get popped. Things like that. I'm fine with it. I don't think they should take away ganking in general, though. I don't think You've they should take so away fun.
1: ganking at all. I used to do some ganking. Um, I kind of have uh, stepped back from my high-sec ganking. And it was a lot of fun just to throw a tornado out of, a, a, you know, 85 and be like, Alright, what do we get? You know what I mean? We... we We scan it, we know that there's, like, it was always, like, there's a billion-isk in this thing. Like, we'll just wait for the billion-isk haulers, you know, to start hauling stuff. And it's like, do we get that 50% drop that we really need in order to pay off our two NATOs that we were throwing back when NATOs were a lot cheaper, too? So, um, and... It was it. It was interesting. Um, it took a lot of skill. Um, we definitely have taken major losses where we've got nothing out of the drop whatsoever, um, or they were able to get back. We, we fucked up the the amount of hauling space that we actually needed in order to to capture it. And before I even really understood the concept of a DST, and just uh, you know just using a cloaked eighty five myself on my alt, just warp it in there and be like, dang it, I didn't. I had the wrong rig. He. He had a little bit extra more space than me, and it's a package, and I can't fucking take it. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it. Uh, I like the idea that, that Eve is dangerous. Um, if you do fit properly, it's a lot less likely that you're going to get killed. Um, if you're sitting in a paper-thin ship, um, it's very—and and you made it more paper-thin because you put, uh, like, you know, nanofibers on it— um it's you you're you're kind of asking to be shot at by somebody where if you That's
0: risk reward right you're yep. you're taking a risk of more danger but you want to be faster
1: you want to be faster okay. you want more haul uh with haul expen- uh, extenders um more stuff that you can or uh sorry more uh cargo space with cargo extenders um yeah they, all of these things kind of add up and make it so that you're you're much more likely to get ganked but um, you can get away with it a lot you know and all of a sudden one day you're going to be like fuck what happened here uh why did i get ganked um i had all my that of course it happens on the time that i have the 4 billionist haul that i'm doing it's like yeah because we saw the 4 billionist in your haul yeah <laughs> um yeah i think that uh it'll be interesting i do think that from my understanding, like you said, it was ganking didn't necessarily, like, make people quit, and it, usually you're not just getting ganked after ganked after ganked, you know, you kind of have it happen to you, and you're like, What can you do in this game? I'm so, like, <laughs> I, I just wanted to shoot at the guy to get him out of my mission from taking my wrecks. Why did he come back with, a, you know, a faction battleship? and be able to blow me up and you know teaches you there there's mechanics and aggression timers and limited engagement timers that are out there you got to watch out for
0: um that's a great opportunity if you're a new player that gets that to be presented with a tutorial or a pop-up tool tips like oh it appears you've been killed by a dirty ganker guy they're abusing loopholes in our police system to do blah 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 like explain what the security systems systems are explain what concord is if it wasn't already clear they get a little more context maybe the first time it happens i was maybe surprised mitigates a lot of of the negative parts of it because they understand what they've done what they've done wrong what the other player is doing understand that they could do it too to them if they wanted to explain what kill rights are
1: yep no, I, I I found it interesting at the the one thing that they do now um cuz I had created an account recently and gotten um the email from a GM being like I see you've died for the first time, to a player. <laughs> like da 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 da, da like any questions that you have, let me know. Um you know, they reimbursed like the ship and I, I was a little bit like Really? You just, you're just gonna reimburse my stuff? But whatever, it's a cheap, you know, ass thing. Hopefully this doesn't happen just on an auto kind of thing. Because, um, you know, that's, it's nice getting back your ship if you're a new player. It's kind of stupid when you're an old player and you knew what the hell you were doing. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, that, um, I, I've, I've heard that, and you talked about this before a little bit, um, just in the sense that you got war decked uh, when you first started playing. And that kind of got you into it. I found that to be interesting because a lot of things that I have heard is that a lot of the times when you're getting war decked, you're just, that takes a step back from the game. Then you're like, new player, can't fight in this war. Nobody in my corporation fights in this war. We're just going to quit EVE. Until the war deck's gone, and then maybe never come back.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a strategy a lot of people employ. It's never really one that resonated with me. I'm um, more the the type to fight than type to run. So. And that's why you run, like, a mercenary right. <laughs> group. They're declaring war. We'll give them a war. Let's go, man! I got <laughs> seventy-five millimeter railguns in this Tristan, and I know how to use them. except I really didn't at the time. I found out, and that's the important part. (laughs) Once I once I got that taste of it and went into LSEC, that's really what I found what would grip me. I probably would have gotten bored of hauling in another week or two, honestly. So I can say with full confidence that the war deck retained me, and Losec and NullSec retained me very long term. But I don't. know It's not necessarily the typical route for for a player. yeah, you don't have
1: the, t- the typical story. Um, no, no. You when know, I mean,
0: you... was on CSM7, like we, we took a look at that data, and, and war decks were more of a determining factor than ganks, whether, whether players quit. And I think there were a lot of very legit reasons for that, beyond just fear of PvP. There were a lot of ways that you could abuse the war deck mechanics that were not obvious to new players, and it just it felt fundamentally unfair. In a lot of ways, I think it was fundamentally unfair. It's because the veteran players had such an outsized advantage being able to take advantage of uh, really outdated, archaic mechanics that had all these loopholes and needless complications. Simplifying that, having the war deck Headquarters system, redoing the aggro mechanics, redoing uh, the security flags around assisting players that are in more Roll steps to help with that. Are there more steps needed? I don't know. I I think there are some exploits around the war deck headquarters that probably need looked at as far as alliances dropping from, or actually corpse dropping from alliances and structures being transferred. Yeah, I've, I've heard need to get a little
1: bit, at. I've heard about that, yep. Yeah.
0: But as far as straight player-versus-player player ship engagements, I think wars are probably, if not where they need to be, they're pretty close to where they need to be. It's just yeah, I really liked the switch over.
1: I really like the switch over to to it being about structures because it's really that that makes a lot of sense. You know, they've got something in space. You want to bl- blow it up. This is the reason for the war. You know, um, and then uh, Sojo baited said, uh, "We got war decked. First, I catch. Uh, first, I catch undock gets kicked from corp. High CEO anonymous." <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, he's saying he oh he will kick them not he got kicked oh <laughs> um, so, so, so debated can I have your members please yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take the ones that undock for PvP please just send them send them the cafe Nord,
1: yeah no I'd get uh I I definitely am one of those like I just want to go out and try it and see what i can do you know and uh, a lot of the times i get blown up just because i'm just like you know maybe i could take this fight (laughs) maybe i could win this uh stabber versus a uh cinnable uh which just happened to me recently i was like you know if he fucks up if he didn't do if he didn't fit himself right you know it was i was i was outrunning him so i felt felt a little bit more confident
0: (laughs) I think the biggest, and this is a pro attacker point of view, but I think one of the worst things about the war deck system right now is back in the day, you war deck someone, you could add them to your buddy list. You knew which players were online. You could go run locators to find them, and then you could like move to where they were and actually engage them. Now, you can't do that. It's kind of a crapshoot if you even run into the people you're war decking other than attack the structure that they have. Uh, it's not even obvious where all their structures are. So I think the opportunities to get people to engage in the war deck, there's still a lot of upswing there to make it a more fun, engaging experience for everyone involved that are more um, aspirational than the, the just the transactional mechanics itself. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least you do have the... You know that they're going to be going for your structures and you can attack structures to kind of pull them to um, to a specific spot. Because, um, I mean, structures are worth a decent amount of ISK, uh, especially if you get up to, like, Fortizar, you know, size type of stuff. But then f- that becomes a lot harder. It, there is a lot of an advantage for the defender defending a high sec Fortizar. You know, like, that's... Uh, if, you've, if you have a Fortizar out there, you, you might be able to pay for mercenaries to come in and help you out. You might be able to. We, we
0: have done um, <laughs> on several occasions, both in high sec, low sec, and normal space. Yeah, no sec as well, actually. Now think about it. We've had Fortizar defenses. and It's ranged from, we know these guys are bringing lashaks. They brought lashaks every time we've ever seen them. What do you have for that? And we go, well, we've got... 10 max-skilled e pilots. (laughs) And we'll just, like, wait till they get on grid, get tackled, and fly our dudes out with ECM damps and just completely cut their fleet apart. There you go. Or it's, hey, it's Nelsec. We know these guys are going to bring a lot of numbers, bring bombers. We'll do, like, multiple bombing runs. Disrupt logistics and that kind of thing. Or we've got numbers, but we need more. We need more DPS or... It's going to be in a weird time zone for us. We need some FC. Those are all the kinds of things that we tend to get hired for.
1: Awesome. What uh what was your favorite contract that you've been on?
0: Oh, evicting CVA from Providence for against all authorities. By oh. far, I think the best contract we've ever done.
1: What year was this in? Give or take.
0: Ooh. I want to say 2010.
1: That sounds that sounds about right, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll man, I used to
1: be bad. an interstellar alcoholic conglomerate, so we used to live right next to AAA. Right. Um, and uh, I, I had a lot of we had a lot of fun with AAA back in the uh, the, the first Great War, I want to say, with uh, McFix and Bob. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, to the to the west, and then we were sitting in, uh, um, uh, catch. Living out a catch in AAA was uh, down a little bit more east. Um, Good era. Yeah. So so you went in and you uh, tell me a little bit about this contract. How how did this go?
0: As Severance had taken some systems in catch that it wasn't supposed to take, and that it violated a treaty that AAA had worked out with CVA, and CVA wouldn't tell Severance to let the systems go. They just said, "Oh, they took it, so they get to keep it." AAA was like, well, no, they don't. And if you keep saying that they do, we're just going to remove you entirely. CBA was like, we don't believe you. (laughs) So they (laughs) fucked around and found out. And AAA just started rolling in. And we had done some work for them before in NullSec. So uh, the executor and top FC of AAA were like relatively aware of us, liked us, wanted to hire us in for their campaign. And they cut Providence in half. The north half of Providence, I guess, it was north on uh, on Dotland. I don't know if it's north of the actual game. But the north <laughs> half would be, like, roaming space for their members. And then the southern half would be Noir's problem. And we burned that place to the ground. It... Uh, there was an infamous op. It was myself, Nitty Masters. I think we had one or two other people at some points. It took us over two hours to go five jumps because every jump we were finding more people to fight and kill. And if we had a rear scout, and there were like people coming from behind, like, oh, they're back, they're coming this way. There's a hauler. Oh, this is like a, it's a Dominix. Okay, we gotta go back over there. We're ping ponging back and forth. We're like, I just want to roam. Let me roam. <laughs> And we're just, before we knew it, it was hours had passed and we had barely gone three, four jumps. Like, oh my God, this is amazing. We were just stacking kills on kills. And because our job was to disrupt their coalition more generally, uh, we set up a pirate radio station. Oh. And played Like music from the Matrix and like rebel reggae music. And we were posting that link every time we went into a new system encourage people to like leave the coalition essentially that and is every time awesome. we have the this is something that only
1: happens in eve in a video oh, game yeah. you know posting rebel radio station that'll you know you're gonna be you're, <laughs> you're gonna be
0: recruiting them trying to get them to stop
1: you know doing their thing like they get blown up by you oh man that
0: we even recorded little adverts <laughs> that'd be like have you have you or your friend lost a ship do you want to know why Talk to your CVA diplomat today. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, would, we would splice it in every now and again just to like really fuck with I don't know if, how many people listen to them or not, but uh, we did manage to peel off two smaller alliances from their coalition, including one that flipped to AAA's side. Specifically because of our work, so... Felt pretty good about that. AAA really didn't need the help; they were going to glass Providence anyway. But it was a lot fun, and it was made much faster by our total demoralization of their backline and flipping these alliances.
1: Awesome, yeah that that sounds like a blast. Um, you know that you maybe you should think about uh, some psychological warfare for the uh, for faction warfare here. Uh, uh, so, you, you mentioned before that you do a podcast, Declarations of War. Um, now that you've joined Faction Warfare, do you plan on having um, updates about Faction Warfare going to be going on in Declarations of War? Or?
0: Uh, we'll certainly talk about it from our contract's perspective. Um, you know, if we decide to stay in Faction Warfare beyond the contract, either for Galenti or Caldari, we'll probably definitely... Give some kind of Warzone update just to keep our listeners abreast of what the other hosts are up to and what Noir is up to. So, yeah, probably. I mean, I'm sure it won't be as in-depth as your coverage, but we'll <laughs> give it some
1: mentions, yeah. we. Tr- I mean, we... we- I always kind of like is, it's this is this an interview show? Is this an a news show? Is this like sensationalism, or are we reporting facts, or are we just a complete and utter propaganda show? And it kind of feels like it changes based upon what comes about, you know, for the next next episode. We're just like, ah, oh, this time we're going to get drunk and be very, very, very uh, propagandalist. Um, tell us a, a little bit more about um, Declarations of War. What is it? Um, and, and any other projects that you're currently working on or if you stream or anything that you want to talk about, just kind of give you a little more of a spotlight.
0: <laughs> so I, I do stream twitch.tv slash Alec got a youtube youtube.com slash c slash alexiafk but the podcast is the main thing that podcasting has been my passion in eve as far as eve media uh, that's DeclarationsOfWar.com. we are depending on what what guest inn has one of or the most listened to podcast in the game uh, which which feels great um, the show is A mix of us looking at current events in EVE politics and the the power struggles of the game. A peek into some of the smaller conflicts that we hear about. Talk about PvP topics like new fleets and balance changes, CSM stuff. And then we'll round it out with looks at our contracts. Contract AARs, updates about Noir's doing. I started the podcast initially just to to be because there was another mercenary podcast it's like okay well people want to hear about this stuff we know that they're fascinated by mercenary coalitions contracts and videos people are interested in the mercenary fantasy like what what is it so we're going to give that to them and we still do even now Uh, the show has since expanded we have guests sometimes we'll talk about patches we'll talk about csm stuff we'll talk about the big nilsec or low sec or wormhole conflicts of the day and interesting stories that we've heard um but we'll always round things out with what's our corp been up to kind of bring people into this ongoing story that some listeners have been checking out for almost a decade now uh, or over a decade in some cases like what is our corp doing what's the next part of our story and what is being a mercenary like what are the contracts that we get up to and uh, to answer so debated, we put out a new episode roughly every two weeks. Sometimes a little extra, sometimes we'll put out a double episode. It's just kind of a labor of love, but usually when it comes out it is a worth a listen.
1: And this is something you, you don't air it live at all, you do uh, good editing and proper yes. proper podcasting skills that I do I do not do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, we uh, we have done a few live episodes. We will probably do... Our, our 250th episode is going to be coming up pretty soon. I'm sure we'll do that one live as well. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, it's it's more of a relaxed thing. And I'll, I'll like, do a, a bit of basic editing, nothing too fancy. And we'll put it out with show notes. And stuff, a very old-school podcast format.
1: Well, if you ever need somebody to rant and rave about Faction Warfare, I, I'm always... Uh... I'm always free and open to to work around any schedule to get on such a prestigious. So I've been listening to your podcast. Um, to I haven't I'm not religious at all. Uh, I just kind of you know podcasts for me are one of those things where if I've got time, I'll I'll sit down and listen to to them. But um, I've always known about your podcast, listened to a couple episodes here and there as your story is has progressed, and I'm always amazed to be like these guys are still running and running hard. Like, this is awesome. Like, uh, it's how long have you been around
0: now? Uh, I've been doing this, since 2006, so almost 15 years. So if the podcast has been running for? Oh, no no, 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 The The podcast has been running for a few years less than that.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, I didn't think it got up right away. So
0: I think we started in 2009, I wonder because you were
1: one of the few podcasts that were that were around back then i mean hell you're the some of the few podcasts there isn't very many podcasts in for eve (laughs) the
0: longest surviving podcast absolutely
1: (laughs) absolutely
0: uh 2010 (laughs) is is what i have on our about us page so that's probably true (laughs) awesome well
1: thank you so much for the work that you do um and keep it on up for sure um and thank you so much for coming on. Before we leave, though, I just want to give another uh, space for you to give any shout-outs that you might have. Um, and uh, just anybody that you'd like to thank for all the success that you have in life.
0: I'd like to thank my mom and my, my favorite teacher. Um, <laughs> uh the the pitch i'm gonna close is a recruitment pitch and i I know you've got your own faction warfare corp so i apologize for taking any prospective members away but we are in faction warfare now for not a short amount of time although i can't say what the duration of the contract is we're looking for more players people with some faction warfare experience that preferably don't just want to do faction warfare forever even if we stick with faction warfare long term we're still going to be mercenaries. That means we will take jobs within FW to hit specific targets. It also means we are going to take contracts that take us out into the wider eve space to go into Nelsec, to go into different areas of Lowsec, get involved in wormhole contracts to prevent evictions or sometimes to evict people. <laughs> So, if you like FW, but you want a little bit more, you want to taste to the wider Eve, and you want more ISK for your PVP than you're currently getting from your Plexes alone, come talk to me. It's Cafe Space Noir. In game, go to the declarationsofwar.com. You can take a look at the podcast and listen to what, what uh, contracts are like for us. There's also some contract videos on YouTube, I've got playlists. On my channel if you want to check that out there's an endless way for you to see what life is like in our corp give it a try come fly with us see if it's a good fit for you and we'd be happy to have you and maybe even your corp
1: awesome yeah definitely man uh, well thank you so much for coming on um and you know get me links for all of this um i'll make sure to get that into the show notes for the youtube and for you know the podcast and everything Um, always a good, um, drop to have. And yeah, their declarations of war, check them on out. Um, and thank you all for watching. If you're interested in joining up with the war effort, you can also check out golden age stories in game federation frontline. If you, um, we are also accepting, new um corporations we just got secondhand implants just joined up with us uh two guys two brothers out out of uh the uk that uh listened to our podcast huge shout out to secondhand implants for joining up with us um and we are always open um you know if we if you're an Aussie time zone man we would be we'd have like a trifecta of corpse and then then we could do it we could conquer all time zones eventually uh but in any case uh you're looking to just join up as a member if you're looking to join up as um anything else go ahead and um hit us up in game spies alts welcome we don't care we 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 spy on ourselves that's that's kind of our thing um and if you didn't catch us live on Twitch, um, which normally we do at 2200 EVE time, but we do make special, um, you know, special concessions that we work with, you know, our um, people that need to be interviewed and um, you changed it up this time. So it's much earlier episode. So I do apologize. We'll kind of probably re-air this, I think, um, at 2200. But standard is 2200 EVE time, about 5 p.m. Central time. Um, but if you did miss the show... Um you can always watch us uh on YouTube. We're Golden Age Stories on YouTube. Federation Frontline Report for the podcast that's on Spotify, iTunes. Um and we also have our website federationfrontline.com. Go ahead and check that out. know. we've got a bunch of different links on there, some information, um you can get it to our Discord, you can check out all of our um podcast and everything like that, YouTube links So thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening and have a great night. Oh, and Abby, Abby just came in. Now we're going to be going on over to do some PvPing, I think. So stick around. We'll be right back.